Hello, and welcome to Human Is My Label. This is your host, Emily Purry. I am a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sibling, and a former athlete. I work full time. I am the founder of Rapid, a nonprofit organization, and I'm legally blind. I am so excited about opening the conversation about everything equity. We will primarily be talking about disability, as that is my lived experience, and it is often the minority left out of the equity conversation. I am passionate about equity for all identities, as I have family members from the communities of color, LGBTQIA, disabilities, and we span all ages. It is my goal to normalize these conversations, get people comfortable with the uncomfortable, and include everyone. After all, we are all human. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Human is My Label. This is your host, Emily Purry, and I have a fun episode here today, this fine Wednesday. I thought it would be fun to do a top 10 list of the good and bad things of being blind or visually impaired. And these are only for me. So I'm not speaking for the whole community when I talk about all these things. I am just speaking for myself. And many people think that everything about being blind is bad. Um, And it's not. And there's lots more things. I only did the top 10 just for the sake of time. But um, yeah, I hope everybody's having a good Wednesday today and we will get started. Okay, so starting with the top 10 good things, the good things about being blind or visually impaired. I typically go by legally blind is what I usually identify as. So the top 10 things of the goods of being legally blind. So this is one of them. And this is not to make fun of anyone because all humans have these things. But I don't have to see all the gross things about humans. (laughs) So when we're talking about, you know, zits and infections and scrapes and scratches and bruises and there's many other things that I'm sure are super disgusting, I don't have to see any of them. I typically don't. Obviously, if I get close enough, like to my family, I can see those things. But for the most part, I don't have to see a lot of the gross things about humans, which I am glad about. Some of the people are into those things, like my husband and my sister. Sorry for the call out, but I totally am not, and I'm glad I'm not missing it. So that's number one. And these are in no particular order, by the way. So number two is I can do just about anything without looking. So I notice my husband and my kids especially, you know, always having to look to find something in a bag or look to plug things in or look to repair something. And because looking doesn't help, (laughs) I just uh, do everything by feel. And so in the dark is another thing, navigating in the dark, but just also, like I said, fixing things or working together, doing something. Um, you know, the purse game you always play at baby showers. <laughs> um, find this, who can find this in their purse the fastest? Um, a lot of times I can find them because I'm just feeling with my hands and everybody else is trying to dig through and look for it. So I can find things very quickly without having to look. 
Number three. So this is a funny one and maybe a lesson for some. I can put on a vest or a shirt or whatever the case may be that says blind runner or like when I go to Costa Rica with my sister in December, I am going to be wearing blind surfer and I can put these things on and people think I'm a freaking superhero. I'm not. I'm just making sure that you all know that if you get in my way, I'm going to run you over. <laughs> and so the whole notion that people with disabilities are superheroes if they do, you know, things that, you know, your average person doesn't do is not the case. We're just the same as all of you. We just happen to have to do it differently or, you know, it might be a little more risky. It might be a little bit different but it's no but it's not nothing superhero like we're just humans so i can put um blind fill in the blank on any of my clothing and people think i'm super awesome okay number four this is to all the parents out there i can catch my kids doing just about anything bad without being even in the room mostly in the house because I hear everything. Now, this is definitely a good and bad thing, especially in COVID. I also can't turn that off. <laughs> so if Kennedy's in the, the kitchen, my eight-year-old's in the kitchen stealing ice cream or, you know, doing something else, I can say, Ken, get out of the kitchen. And therefore, she is getting caught. And I, <laughs> she's, how did you know? How did you know? So I can catch my kids just about doing anything. And no, my hearing is not better than any of yours. It is all about being more aware of it. And, you know, that's how I get a lot of my information. And so, no, people with uh, visual impairments or who are deaf or hard of hearing don't have, you know, better ears in my case, or if you're deaf or hard of hearing, eyes. It's just that you are that much more observant of the other senses because those are your, your information sources. So they kind of fill in the blank of whatever sense you're missing, but it is not better or worse. My, my acuity, my hearing acuity is no different than any of yours. It's just that I'm aware and I'm very familiar with certain sounds. I know like the freezer versus the fridge. I know when, you know, the back door versus the front door, all of those sounds that a lot of people don't necessarily pay attention to, I definitely do. So my kids get caught a lot and they are always amazed by how well I can hear what they're doing. So my poor kids and my husband for that matter. Okay, number five. I am not addicted to my phone like the majority of you are. <laughs> This is, yes, I can navigate my phone with voiceover and just by Zoom and on my, uh, and site. Um, if Nick is listening out there, yes, I know I need to learn voiceover better, but um, I can't, I, I, it's not pleasurable to sit on my phone and search. It's not fun to sign up for everything on my phone. It's more work than anything. So once I get off work, the last thing I want to do is be looking at my phone. Um, so I, sorry everyone, my friends, I don't text as much as many of you do. I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's harder to do things on the phone than it is to be on my computer. So if I'm doing any kind of work, typically I'm on my phone. I mean, I'm on my computer and any apps or whatnot, a lot of them are so inaccessible anyways that it's just not enjoyable. It becomes frustrating or, um, 
it's just difficult. So it's not fun. Um, so I am not addicted to my phone like many of you are. I only charge my phone in the morning, like at night. I charge it overnight and I don't have to charge it the rest of the day. It never dies. Um, and so I'm very lucky for that, which I know many of you are out there carrying around portable chargers and charging every time you're in the car and all of those things. So that is a lucky thing for me. All right, number six. So I've created a business and a nonprofit out of my vision disability. Um, I bring my lived experience to the diversity, equity, inclusion space through Prairie Consultants and help bring awareness to disability, similar to this podcast. And so I talk to companies and organizations about how to become more inclusive, how to become more accessible, how to treat humans like humans, and especially if they have disabilities or are part of minority communities. And so that's the for-profit business. And then the nonprofit Rapid is a, a nonprofit that helps people with disabilities and veterans with disabilities accept, embrace, and thrive in their lives. And if you haven't listened to that story, uh, head back to episode number two, I believe. My sister's going to be mad that I don't remember which one. And you can listen to my story about how I uh, founded Rapid. And that is, you know, due to my vision disability and then the injury I acquired in 2009. And so I've taken what um, is seen as my weakness to some or to myself at times and turned it into my asset. It's helping feed my family. It's helping, um, you know, create space for other human beings with disabilities and hopefully changing the landscape of the employment realm for people with disabilities so they don't have to fight quite as hard to get employed and stay employed. So number six is I have created a living or a business or two out of my quote-unquote weakness which is my asset of having a disability. All right, number seven. So this is taking you straight back to the 90s for those who are of any community of color, BIPOC. I often do not see color or race um, unless they are on the extremes of the color spectrum (laughs) Um, because I can't see as much detail as many of you. Um, Sometimes I can tell skin is a browner color, but I often can't tell what race, ethnicity, nationality um, somebody is. And so until I hear a voice, and even then I'm not awesome at identifying um, accents, so that doesn't give me too much information often. Um, And so I don't have a lot of the preconceived uh, ideas or stereotypes, biases, Um, against people, as many white people do, uh, because I simply don't see color as often as many. Um, Yes, I recognize, um, obviously, diversity, equity, inclusion, so I don't want people to take that the wrong way, but often I will say, I'm not sure, people say, well, were there any communities of color, BIPOC, in the room with you that day? And often I'll say, "I'm, I'm not sure, unless they have identified themselves. And so, um, that, for me, is definitely a benefit. I, I am one of the white people that don't necessarily have the ability to have as many unconscious biases, of course, until I find out a race, and yes, we all have unconscious bias. So, um, that is one. Number seven. Seven, the benefits of being uh, legally blind. 
All right, number eight is I tend to be a better listener. And my husband told me this, so I'm very excited that that was one that he mentioned. <laughs> but um, especially around tones and especially around hearing the details and remembering, considering I re remember or memorize the majority of everything in my life, um, I definitely remember what people say um, and the tone I'm very obviously sensitive to tone and that goes along with just getting more information from audio versus uh, seeing facial expressions or you know seeing tears in the eyes I simply don't get that information so I pick it up from other places now if you ask my family this is not a positive this is definitely a negative for them because when something's wrong I definitely know it and they either get mad at me because they don't want to talk about it or they eventually tell me or they still say I'm wrong so especially my husband <laughs> This is Emily and I wanted to take a moment to talk about insurance. How many of you out there do not like dealing with insurance? I was one of those and when I met Shelly Montevice from Country Financial that all changed. I didn't understand insurance, I didn't understand what I needed, what I wanted, and why it was so expensive. Well Shelly took the time. I am working with her on my business insurance for both Rapid and Prairie Consultants and she helps me make sense of it. She helps me understand what I'm getting, why I'm getting it, and how to make it more affordable. So if you have always thought that insurance is a racket, you need to reach out to Shelly Montevice at Country Financial and you can find her contact information in the show notes below. All right, number nine, number nine. And this kind of goes with the last one. I tend to be more empathetic and definitely check out Laura Rao's episode. I believe it was 46 or 47. <laughs> um, and it talks about being an empath. And this can be a good and a bad thing again. But I tend to be more empathetic because I hear the tones, I hear the voices, I understand how upset or not people are. And I can quickly identify that and, you know, support them in whatever way they need. And so it. It, it definitely has become my nature to listen to what's going on and listen to the tone, listen to the words and all that, and really just um, empathize and, and be there for the human being on the other side of the conversation. So, and then number 10, and number 10, I don't get sucked in to a lot of the advertising and marketing that many of you do because of I don't see ads typically I don't watch commercials a lot I don't look at the pretty pictures of food I don't all those things um, you know again it's noise and often I ignore it even if I do see it um, and because I can't see the detail a lot of times I'll see an ad and I can't see it unless I really focus on it and so 
I will just close the window or, you know, scroll um, away or whatever. And so unless I really, really, really want to see it, then I, I don't usually get sucked in. And that goes for um, on, you know, Google and all those things. Because um, when I am using my Zoom, there's very little in my view, if that makes sense, because I zoom in so close that um, all the sides of the picture are out. So a lot of the advertisements and whatnot um, get cut out. Now, when I'm using voiceover, the annoying, annoying ads that are in between like articles and whatever, I definitely hear those, but I don't stay on them long enough to hear what they're about. And so I don't get sucked into all the advertising and marketing that many people do. And so I'm very, very grateful for that. Okay, now let's switch to the top 10 bad things. Wah, wah. No, these aren't just bad and there's no, I don't want pity or shame or any of those things, not shame, but I don't want anybody to feel sorry for I just want to give people that glimpse into, you know, a person like mine's life. And this, again, I'm only speaking for myself, but it gives you an idea of some of the challenges I do face on a daily basis. So, um, number one, and this is definitely number one most annoying thing in my life, is I can't drive. And to those of you who choose not to drive, holy moly, I don't know why. Now, I think because it's a choice, it's a little different, but not having that independence, not being able to take my kids to soccer or swimming or whatever the case may be, not being able to ever be alone is annoying. Um, you know, you all, or many of you, I can't say you all, um, can get in your car without your family and your spouse and you can go to the grocery store and you can sit in the parking lot for all you care and nobody's with you. Um, if I need to go anywhere, I either have to go with my husband or now my son or a Lyft driver or an Uber driver or a bus or a Max or I am always with people and it's annoying. I just want to go do what I want to do and not have to have somebody with me I don't want to have to ask for a ride. I don't want to, you know, coordinate schedules, all that. So driving is definitely, definitely, definitely my number, number one bad thing about being legally blind. Now, I know a lot of people choose not to drive, like I said, and that's that's nothing against them. But I think because it's a choice, um, it may feel better, maybe. <laughs> but since I've never had that choice... Um, you know, it's it's always been something hard for me, especially as a person who's very independent and wants to do their own thing often. <laughs> so, number two, um, again, these are in no order other than the first one, definitely most annoying, but reading menus at, <laughs> at restaurants, one of the most annoying things ever, because especially like at a drive-thru, you're trying to order quickly, and the driver, I'm like, what do they have? Oh, what is this? And they're like, what do you want? You know, do you want a salad? Do you want a sandwich? Do you want a this? Do you want a that? And they're like, I don't know. And so they either have to read the whole menu, or I have to know what I want without reading it, or I have to look it up before we go to the restaurant, or people have to read it out to me, or we there are devices, like I have... Um, on our phones that we can use, but it's just so annoying to have to get it out and find, you know, get the menu and read through it and 
all of that. So super annoying. And again, another piece of that independence. If I want to go eat somewhere by myself and I happen to be walking around or whatever, I have to go somewhere that I know the menu or that I can look up fairly easily on my phone. But often when I'm out and about um, and I'm outside, it's really hard for me to see my phone and I am not very good with voiceovers. So I'm just letting you know that right now. So I just got to go where I know the menu, I guess. And that can be annoying because sometimes you just want to get something to eat. So that's number two. Okay, this number three does make me a little bit sad, so hang on for the ride. So watching my kids play sports. Um, yep, this one makes me sad. Uh, not being able to see the kids, especially, you know, Kennedy playing soccer or when Elijah was younger, he played soccer. Um, and that's my sport. That's my favorite sport. And um, not being able to see them. Thank God Kennedy is so loud because I can hear her often. But I can't see, you know, how they're doing. I can't see the detail. And I can't see when they score the goal, etc. And so I think um, watching my kids play sports is one of the hardest things for me that I can't do. And, uh, you know, when Elijah's swimming depending on the setup of the arena, not the arena, the swimming, <laughs> the pool deck, um, you know, sometimes I can get close enough, like at our local pool, I can get at the end of the lane, and I can often, I'll get my iPad, it's just giant, and I record him, and I can zoom in, and I can really see him, and so that's really helpful, but yeah, that's definitely the hardest thing. Sometimes I'll watch with my phone, um, but yeah, that one's a hard one for me, for sure. Alright, number four is actually playing the sports I used to love. Um, soccer, you know, I, I played soccer since I was four, and it wasn't until college where I couldn't really track the ball um, well enough to, you know, do a header or get it to my foot. I, I could see it somewhat, but I couldn't um, connect. There wasn't the hand, foot, or head, or whatever the case may be, coordination anymore. Um, and so my eyes just weren't tracking the ball fast enough. Um, and so playing sports in general, um, you know, it's just, sometimes it's just so awkward. It's just so, again, kind of like the phone, such a pain in the butt to even try sometimes that it's, it gets frustrating. Um, there's other sports out there and I'm definitely, you know, as our, my kids get older, you know, looking into what I can do that's, you know, a sport that's competitive because I definitely, definitely miss that. But, you know, soccer and basketball and I, you know, used to do everything. I never stayed home biking, <laughs> biking. Um, there are people who ride bikes blind, but it's not going to be me. Um, you know, those kind of things I miss being able to, you know, let's go for a family bike ride. Uh, yeah, no, unless we get a tandem, but that's scary because I'm a control freak apparently because the thought of Jameson driving me around on a tandem makes me want to have an anxiety attack. So, <laughs> um, yeah, just that, that piece of playing sports and being active and not having to worry about my vision being a problem in that. Number five, number five, and I'm surprised I didn't get this higher on the list just because my brain, but, um, the way people misunderstand me, um, the things people say about my vision, the pe thing, the way people treat me because of my vision, um, just the misconceptions and misunderstanding, the the 
awareness that people have or don't have around having a visual impairment and you know because I appear quote-unquote normal um, unless I have my guide dog people treat me like I'm quote-unquote normal and then when they find out I have a vision disability they treat me entirely different um, I become the pitied person I become the oh let me help you person or I become um, kind of like what happened to you or you know a lot of people say did you forget your glasses or you know you should get glasses well no kidding you would think I would have got them if that was gonna help um, so the, the misconceptions of people definitely can get annoying but that is why we're here to educate so that's number five the misconceptions of people all right number six not being able to find things now my family's gonna say different but I am gonna say it's all their fault because they don't put things back where they belong <laughs> they're gonna say mom doesn't keep track of her stuff but don't listen to them um, not being able to find stuff and, and with the family it's really hard you know I know I have blind friends that uh, live alone and yes you typically put things in the same place even inside of a drawer you don't just throw it in you put it on the left side the right side in the container outside the container but so you can find it every time and when you have kids suddenly your things grow legs and walk away so I'm not sure how that happens but not being able to find stuff when especially when it's your stuff makes me want to tear my hair out so that definitely should be towards the top of the list because not being able to find things that you put in a certain place is the most frustrating thing in the world especially since all of my kids and my husband take my shoes or take my whatever and then I'm like oh I put those by the door oh yeah no not anymore they're gone so yes definitely annoying okay number seven number seven is not being able to do anything on my phone <laughs> um, you know so many times James will say oh well can't you just call or can't you look this up or I would want to like pull up the maps quickly and easily and you know plug in the address or whatever we're doing go to the grocery store look at the menu or whatever and especially like I said outside um, in the in the world of you know the world um, not inside I have a very hard time using my phone um, and yes I need to get better voiceover I know all the blind people listening out there <laughs> um, and voiceover is the feature on an iPhone especially that helps people with visual impairment navigate their phone and I can definitely use it but I'm not very good at it and there are certain skills you need to have and I'm too busy or lazy or not prioritizing that so um, not being able to quickly pull up something on my phone or fill out a form or fill out you know whatever the case may be that's just not possible so that's annoying for sure all right number eight watching TV comfortably now I don't watch much TV anyways and that's not because of my vision a lot of people think it is but it's because I don't sit still very well I never have and maybe I would have if I had better vision all my life I don't know but I just can't stand to sit there all the time and watch TV but when I do want to watch TV I can very rarely get comfortable and see the TV <laughs> so all of y'all out there lay on the couch you know 
prop your feet up, whatever the case may be. Your TV's up on the wall or, you know, on the stand. Well, you know, I can see some stuff on there. I can get the general idea, but not a lot of detail, for sure. And not even enough to say I'm watching it. But I'm listening to it, and I'm putting the pictures together kind of in my brain. Um, but to just be able to lay down and be comfortable and watch TV would be great. Um, if I do watch TV um, on my own, usually I will bring my iPad in the bedroom or something and have it really close to me. And that way I can watch TV and I can um, see it because I can hold it close enough to see it. So number eight is watching TV comfortably. Number nine, number nine. So this could be true and this could just be me. I'm not sure. But I feel like I have less hobbies because of my site. Um, it's kind of like the phone deal. Um, a lot of things are just more difficult than they are fun. And so I know there's hobbies out there for blind and visually impaired. Um, and so it's more just me finding them and being able to be patient enough to learn something new, I guess. Um, but less hobbies. And I, I really have tried to um, find some of this last year, especially with COVID. Uh, like I said, I can't stand sitting there watching TV all day. And so I was trying to find something that wasn't work because I can work because that entertains me. But at some point, you've got to give yourself a break. And so I was trying to find some hobbies and I just never stick with them. But um, I do feel like I have less hobbies because of my sight. Maybe true or not. And finally, number 10 is just less independence. You know, as much as you, there are so many tools out there, and with Uber and Lyft especially being um, services that allow, you know, especially transportation, solves a lot of transportation issues. Yes, it's expensive, but um, that helps. But I am a very independent person, and I want to be on my own, and I'm never alone, like I said with the transportation thing. Um, and to just be able to jump in the car and go to the grocery store instead of having to ask Jameson or Elijah to jump in the car and take me to the grocery store or going for a walk to the grocery store, which I'm fine with sometimes, but sometimes you just want to get the stuff and get done. Um, and then the convenience of that, hey, I, we have people coming over, I need to go grab some things from the store, and it's just not that easy. And so the independence um, but again most of it is transportation and then there are some things where I'm trying to get it done I'm trying to you know see the credit card or whatever and unless I have the magnification or I have everything right there with me you know I've just got to ask Jameson or Elijah and now Kennedy thank goodness she's learning to read and all that to help out but it's just it would just be so nice to not have to rely on people for some stuff and so that is just the, the independence piece. So there's the top 10 for the goods and the bads. I thought it would be just fun, lighthearted to put that out there today. So I hope you like this. And if you do, then go ahead and share it and let me know what you think. Um, I hope you all have a fantastic day and a great rest of your week. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me here today at Human Is My Label. Don't forget to subscribe, share this with your friends, families, and coworkers. Get out there, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, include everyone, and push yourself to be better every day. 
If you're interested in coaching or corporate training or learning more about RAPID, visit us at rapidorgan.org. That's R-A-P-I-D-O-R-E-G-O-N.org. You can find me at emily.purry on Instagram and all my other social handles are below. Have a great day and can't wait to see you next week.